Hello and welcome to episode 95 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we sort of answer role-playing game questions, kind of. Sometimes. Sometimes. If we can just about be bothered. Um, if I, this intro, I'm going to do it in a style to which Chris might be more comfortable with. Okay. Hey up, Chuck. Has <laughs> thou gone down where there used to be a factory? Relentlessly. We went to Sheffield. <laughs> we did go to Sheffield, which is just factories, people. Mm. They've turned them into other things, but it's just factories. Big square buildings. It, it was so Sheffield that I went mm. into an old pub mm-hmm. and was made to try Henderson's relish. Made? Well, it was there, um, and I looked at it confusingly because I'd not mm. come into contact with it ever before. I've spelt Leon Perrin's wrong here. Yeah, like, it just why have you got Worcestershire sauce on the table? What are you mm. doing? Turns out there's a thing called Henderson's Relish, which is mm. specific, I believe, to like four miles around Sheffield. Nobody well, else touches this stuff. I've not seen it anywhere stuff. else. What, what no. is it? It's, it's Worcestershire sauce, but nicer. Oh, okay, right. oh, nicer. It is actually, yeah. Um, and when you say made, um, did you have like friends with you? And it was a peer pressure thing, or was it the publican? <laughs> Fagan himself came <laughs> out. The bar was called Fagan's. Ah. Um, just wordlessly pouring, like, I'm going to say two to three tablespoons of this into your pint and then pushing it across the, the bar at you. No, like like feeding it like a, like a baby takes medicine ah, with I a see. teaspoon. Okay. Um, no, but it was very good, and Sheffield was very nice, but uh, I'm, a, I'm going to be brutally honest here. I'm a soft southerner, and yes. uh, it very much snowed. You're a soft, ill southerner. Yeah. And you, I walked your over 18 work. kilometers. Is that... Is that have you got your data from Pokemon Go? I they are my go-to exercise app. Yes, <laughs> my fitness app. Also, where I get my Raichus from. <laughs> got to keep my Raichu intake high. So yes, we were in Sheffield. We were we were flat hunting for Chris. Mm-hmm. I, I of course have just moved in London, and we're trying to release a book in two months. So of course, we figured the best thing to do was have Chris move as well. Yeah. Just really mess everything up for everyone. And any surgeries either of us need, we should book for like within the next two weeks just to really stack this shit up. None yet. Is there anything you want to come out as? Uh, a wizard. Oh, I mean that is actually like if you did literally come out as a wizard, that would be that would be a problem for me. <laughs> All this time gone, I've been able to do magic, and I've owned my own pointy hat. Crucially, you've been, you've been able to believe you can do magic, which is a bigger problem. Yeah. If you can actually do magic, cool. Please teach me all your secrets. Although I guess I'm, I'm probably a muggle of some kind. You're, you're just too old now. Oh, the window's oh, closed to, for you. You have to get them when they're young. If only I'd have told you, say, ten years ago, you would have been fine. That's when we met. Oh, no magic oh, for Grant. No. Oh, oh no! My glasses are broken. I have to fix them with tape rather than wizardry. Oh. Even a child oh. wizard could do that. Oh no! There's chocolate frogs around. <laughs> What am I going to do about it? That's one thing I love about Harry Potter. Let's make mm. some food that can fuck off. And is alive. Like, well, it's not can alive. I... It's re- it's magically pretending to be alive. But okay. I don't want a Mars bar, as I open the packet, to bugger off. Just wriggle around like an eel. It's going to run away. It's going to hide under the cupboards. It's going to get all hairy. Now, hang on. This is, this is asking an interesting question about the ethics of artificial intelligence. So okay. Roombas can be programmed to avoid uh, what they call cliffs. So mm-hmm. at the top of stairs, that sort of thing. Uh, a Roomba views any sort of sheer drop like that as a cliff and will avoid them. If we avoid things we are scared of, have we programmed ro- Roombas to feel fear of cliffs? Yes, yes. We have artificially induced terror. Great. Cool. So as long as we're in agreement on that point, those frogs, therefore, must not want to be eaten. And no. yet... No, and, and, yet, I, and I'm fairly the sure they can Ron also Weasley. feel pain. Yeah, that wretched Weasley stuffs them in his gaping maw. That whole family are just all over those those little little froggy chocolate bastards. They'll, they'll eat them from the back first, so it feels more pain. And have you ever you ever had a cat torture a frog, Chris? Yes. Yeah, mm. that's that, that's what it's like in the Weasleys' house every Sunday morning after Wizard Church. Because <laughs> of course they're Wizard Roman Catholic. Yes, of course. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you see how many there are of them. Floating candlelight mass, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. This is Hearty Dice Friends. It is. We went to Sheffield to look at mm-hmm. flats. It was very nice. We also played an escape, bo- escape box. 
We did. We played I did, I did it. Said it escape boom. An, an escape cube. An escape cube. So we were we were at a we were at a loss for things to do after having sort of looked at all the flats and Chris was very tired and I was pretending to be awake but ooh I was very tired <laughs> um, and existing in that sort of perpetual twilight buzz that Chris and I get into whenever we whenever we come within an arm's reach of each other. <laughs> yes. I just I just I just I have a half, but if you have ten halves, that's the problem, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that is um, an issue. So we didn't have anything to do, and we decided what we would do is buy a game. Because we're gamers, damn it. Yep, that's we us. We can play games. The hardcore elite. Elite. And so we went to Patriot Games. Not an endorsement, because they haven't paid us, but actually it's an endorsement. Like, you should, it's lovely. They're, they're good. They're good people. Um, we went there, and we said, game please. And um, and then ignored what the man said and bought an escape room in yes. the box. And they went from... One and a half star difficulty to four star difficulty. We thought, you know what? We'll go two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sucked. We, are, we were the worst. We were okay. No, this game was so hard. That it went from ten stars to one star in terms of victory points, and I think we got one and a half. Yeah, I think I think we could arguably have gotten two out of ten. Yeah, we could probably argue it up. Um, although I wouldn't want to argue with the makers of that game in any way because they're clearly like. Devious geniuses. Yes, they're very dangerous people, and their yeah. pictures are inside the manual. <laughs> Husband and wife pair of Germans yeah. who make um, who make escape rooms, but in boxes, and you can only play them once, and you have to tear up all the paper. Yes, you have to destroy it, which I love. Yeah, I, that and like it actually, it was quite good fun, and I had I had some general. What's the, what's the name of the thing? Was it called Exit? Exit. Exit. It was a it was a pleasing experience and mm. one which I would gladly repeat. Possibly with like if there were like four of us and we could all like because it was like thirteen quid, so you could all chip in four quid and then sort of have a have a game to play. That'd be quite yeah. Good, and it kind of, it kind of does an evening like it's yeah. it's a two hour game because we're shit. I think it might be a one hour game if you were better. Possibly, yeah. I can imagine most of our listeners being able to just fucking ace that. Yeah, just like well, it's just this. This is the answer. I mean, why are you even looking? It was like the time that we played the um, uh, the mystery game online with the Hearty Dice Discord. Yes, and I and I was also there. Mm-hmm. I Very was much like, felt a bit like that. I was like, you know how? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I get the impression that you were like the gang leader there, and you were going, "Oh, here's the answer," and I was behind you going, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you better run." Yeah, you listen to him. Puzzles. <laughs> Seven. That's the answer. Seven. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I was, I, I don't, I don't puzzle well, but we had, we had some fun time and mm-hmm. a lot of whiskey. Maybe Too much, that was some could say. Maybe, yeah, it was bad. Maybe that was also why it took us so long. Yeah. But here we are. I'm in London. Chris is back in the middle of fucking nowhere, and we yes. are here to do some advice. We have many questions, not from Reddit. None from Reddit, because just even as we said last week, it's just on a downhill spiral. We might have to move on from Reddit, but I don't know where we're going to move on to. I don't know. I think we might have to go more formal and just um, uh, shout out on Twitter a topic. I, I think we could probably we could maybe try and do it organically. You know, like lo-fi. They go hi-fi. We go lo-fi. Mm-hmm. We go around friendly local game stores and just put up uh, questions and then a QR code. That could work. And like, I fact, actually, fuck, we'll treat it like an ARG, like I just described, which is just the Hearty Dice Friends ARG. Yeah. And there's a series of mysteries <laughs> linking, and it's like, and this, this magic circle has just got the word cloaca written a great deal around <laughs> it's it. Gonna, they're going to be a fairly easy series of puzzles, because as we've said, we can't solve difficult puzzles. You can solve difficult puzzles. Okay. I can I'm solve some. I'm here. Yeah, yeah I, I'm present. You're there for the moral support, and that is very much needed. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone would be sad if I wasn't there, I presume. Sure. I'm sad when I'm not there. Yeah. Um, Shall we answer some questions? Go on, then. Give one. Give one. Let me put on my glasses. Okay. Like an old man. Charlie X asks, What are some not-rubbish high-fantasy swear words to use in a game? Not-rubbish. Not-rubbish. Oh. So frags right out. Yes, there's a lot. Like every, especially uh, sci-fi shows mm. on telly, mm-hmm. all have their own like 
oh, we can't say bottom <laughs> sort of level of stuff. So they have their yeah. own. Like, I can't remember which, I think, was it Farscape that had Frell? Yes, I think so. It, that sounds like the sort of Farscape shit they'd pull. Yeah. Ooh, and my spaceship's alive. Oh, I'm blue. That's all I got. That's all I got in there. Uh, Serenity did it quite well by just putting it in Chinese. That was that actually really worked because that, that was, was part of their backstory. Like, yeah, the sort of the the Asian language and everything became the dominant language, mm-hmm. and that's that works. Gaunt's Ghosts has Feth. Feth, as in as in get out that Feth in tree. That just sounds like a very old uncle who's desperate not to swear in front of the kids. <laughs> the f- yeah, get out the tree. On that subject, actually, Chris, what about what? what we have, you have a sci-fi universe mm. where, but but it, it, it's all just like safety swears you use around children. <laughs> oh, sugar! I'm getting too old for this sugar. Get on the fudging bridge. Get here, mother fudger. Cripes! The aliens are attacking. <laughs> Locks are messy. I think the other problem that you find out is most, like, there is a weird predominance of racially charged slurs in fantasy games. Mm. All right, long ears. Yeah. All right, beard treader. All right, half pint. I'm trying to try come, up, come up with one for gnomes. All right, tree fucker. All right, idiot. <laughs> I think gnomes are quite good. Yeah. Okay. That, that's why I picked idiot. Ah, I see. Yeah, like like calling a bit a big person tiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's always really difficult ground to to work around <laughs> because like like you, you don't want to like it always sounds weird like when you're like when you're like Zinsamash, your high elf your high elf El- Eladrin warlord comes forward and just like fuck you know boys, <laughs> what a day! Oh, what a fucking day I've had! Shit on a stick. <laughs> I thought I kind of like that. By Pelor's cunt, I've had a hard day. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that, that sound, that, I think I've actually managed to push it back through. Is Pelor a dude? Anyway. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it works. But the problem is, like, if you start using the Firefly technique of mm-hmm. going for, the, for a different language, mm-hmm. in a fantasy setting, you're going for another fantasy language, which mm-hmm. very much just sounds like you're doing Klingon. Well, may- maybe the dwarves just happen to speak Polish. That could work. You know? I'm sure Polish um, swear words are great sounding. I'm sure. I, you know, I don't know a single one. No, we should we should do some research into other just, other languages there. Mm, I, f- I, feel, I feel we could go back to our dwarven apostrophes conversation from last mm-hmm. week and just have, like, dwarven expletives are just the sound of rocks falling or machinery screeching <laughs> you, you replicate with your highly adapted throat. Or indeed, it's the the name of your uncle who was just awful, <laughs> and everyone knows. And everyone knows. Oh, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> Darren, there's a grenade. Do you mean me? Because I'm also called. Darren. No, I was expletive. No, I'm very sorry. It's merely a coincidence. Anyway, we have fewer than one second remaining. <laughs> well, it's like um, the old duck wear. Mm, what? Okay, look. This, it's fantasy, which I think is harder to do than sci-fi. Cause sci-fi, you can have something which sounds like a grenade. Yeah. You get a frag. Oh, feck, I guess, if you had an Irish. <laughs> uh, so, so um, but fantasy, we need to come with, like... I'm trying to come up with something which doesn't sound like a fake swear word, but is. Mm. And I think the best I've got is invoking oaths to gods and goddesses that they might not like. That works. So like 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 rather than saying by Pelor, which, which which is a bit like watching the name of the Lord, it sounds it sounds too posh. Mm. But having like oh, Pelor's ass or something along those lines, you know? or, or something like really specific, like Pelor's teeth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that sounds good. No, what's 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 wrong with his teeth? What's going on with his teeth? That's, oh, he's got terrible. He's never brushed them. He's a big oh, son. It's a dental I just, nightmare. I just we we said that, but I want you to imagine. Now, put yourself in the position of actually saying that in front of people who you care about. Oh. At a game. Oh, I'm so ashamed like, I want to leave this room. Yeah, like your friends. Like, like, like they're all, they're all, and, and like, you're not the GM, you're just a player, and you're all just sort of hanging around, and you go, oh, um, <laughs> Petlaw's teeth, this is a bad situation. And then, and then, and then, like, it's weird, the game's cancelled, but they still keep coming, and it's in your house, so they just yeah. ignore you. <laughs> yeah, I'm slightly folding up, just because yeah. of... 
of how it's making me feel inside. Yeah, ima- imagine imagine coming up with a god oath and then saying it in front of me. Imagine you fancy one of them. <laughs> oh, oh god. Work. Jesus. I, I think you're it's looking at words like blast. Like archaic swear words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not like... like yeah, I was about to say dang is Poot. kind of Americanized. Like it, it sounds a bit boy howdy. Mm. But blast, you can really... Blast. Yeah. Get behind that word. Da- damn is always good. No one's going to sound bad saying damn. Damn yeah. it. For damn's sake. Mm. But like, no, it doesn't work. But like, it is, it is also what, what's quite nice. Is it, is it speaking a hex upon it? Yeah. It's not like, oh, it has sex, or oh, it's like shit, or oh, it's like it's, it's like genitals, whatever. You can say, this thrice accursed car will not move. It's like saying, this, this damn car won't move. I actually quite like that. I like cursing. Like, going back to the original curses mm. rather than fantasy swear words. Mm-hmm. Cursing is, I think, the way to go. And, and like everyone knows, it doesn't work very much because it's fantasy. It'll work a bit. Yeah. So if enough people talked badly of someone, they would have bad luck. Yeah, that works for me. Like, in, like if you, if you, it's not like a witch's final curse. No, no, but it's like it's like one percent. Yeah. It's like it's like a tenth of a tilt in unknown armies terms. <laughs> yes. I actually, this leads us quite, on quite nicely to our next question. Oh, does it? Uh, well, to a, to a question that I'm going to choose as next, okay. which is, Belle asks, what curse would you want to be able to cast in everyday life? Oh, the ability to curse people. Mm. Okay, now listen, this is this is a bit like superpowers. Because mm-hmm. we only get one curse. We, can't, we don't have a suite of curses, and only having one superpower kind of useless, all right? Um, like telekinesis is just like having long arms because you don't have super speed or strength or what have you. So. Yes. Got own limitations there. However, what the other problem I can see is if it's a fatal curse or if it's a serious problem, you'd get in trouble. Yeah. So it has to be subtle. So, like, first thing off the top of my head, mm-hmm. localized weather change. So, oh, but like, but like, it's just bad weather. Yeah. So you, can't you just curse sunlight. You just slam them with some snow. I guess you curse some goths with sunlight. Yeah. Mm. You hit you hit them with rain uh, when they're like on the beach in mm. the middle of July. Mm. And just them, just blast them with it. <laughs> it's like a pressure hose. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Strips a layer of skin off. But it needs to it, like it can't be fatal. It can't it should, be. It can't be accidentally fatal either. Because like, yeah, it can't be colossal. Like it can't be no. a giant turtle lands on you. That's not really a curse, is it? Would you really like feel that? Good. That, that? No, if say, that feels more like a spell rather than a curse. Sure. I guess unless it's like a specific named turtle. <laughs> Me again. Johnson? Guess I'll be going back to the ocean. You're looking at things like boils. Mm. Unluck. Unluck. Just a, just a complete lack of sartorial elegance. You know what? I, I, I know what I'd like. I think if, like, someone's favourite food made them shit themselves uncontrollably. <laughs> I think that'd be it for me, um, and because it's a curse, and like it lasts until I dispel it, whatever becomes their new favorite. <laughs> shit Which I guess is kind of true to a lot of people with lactose intolerance. They already have this curse, so maybe they just pissed me off previously. Yeah, and you've just done it to all people with like celiac disease but and stuff I, like that. I think at that point, if someone wronged me, and we're talking like minor wrongs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, like cut in front of me in the in the line at the supermarket, or. Um, uh, he shouted, uh, shouted something at me when I walked down the street, that sort of thing. If I can just look at them and go, like, next time you have Sashio ice cream, it's Hershey Squirt City, my friend. <laughs> so I'm kind of. Diarrhea conti- town, population U. I'm kind of continuing. All aboard the, the shit train. Oh, God, yeah. mm-hmm. um, just like the ability to curse somebody so that any time they lie to me, they just puked. Mm, that's interesting. Because that would just be great. Like, how much is that, mate? Oh, it's a tenner. Four <laughs> pounds. <laughs> I think it would be useful. And, like, it also trains people not to fucking lie. To you. Yeah. But, like, that's generally, true, yeah. like, that. would you want to chance it? No, that's true. Hey, what if anyone cursed that on me? Exactly. That's pretty solid. I think that that's, that's one of the curses that is definitely going to cause you a problem. 
Yes. Um, like like mine is I'm mainly going to cast on innocent bystanders and just make sure that they have some diarrhea and can't enjoy their favourite food. There's a two for that. On you, I worry that you'd cast it on someone who you end up caring about, and then they, they and then they deliver a horrifying truth to you, which would have been better hidden. Mm. Uh, and also just like billboards. Up. Also. Just, I, yeah, the adver- be, all, all advertising would just be constantly be, vomiting. It has to be spoken. I don't but, think it works on drawings. Okay, like adverts on telly. Also, what if someone was They're not sick? live, Chris, you idiot. What, what, if some, what, what, if just, what if someone was sick? They were just really ill. Liar! Who suspected they were like, Judas! How dare you. I'm sorry, who are you? You don't have the norovirus at all, do you? <laughs> I think I do. Oh, I didn't peek my own time. That's my bee. Maybe he was empty. Here, have this ice cream. And then I've cursed him. What about something really petty, like their, their feet just stick to the floor? That sounds quite, But just for like 0.2 of a second. Oh, that's the trip. Yeah. Tripping, tripping hex. That's quite pleasing. But like out of their shoes, ideally, in a sort of asterisk getting punched way. Mm. Or like, like, uh, like, sand- ah, you know, I think what I'd want is ne- next time they put on sandals, uh, they become glued to the floor. <laughs> like, if, if, you've ever seen, if you've ever seen like footage of someone try- trying to walk into sandals that are on the floor mm. and just eating shit. <laughs> just, they fall over straight nose to concrete. Yeah, mm, that's so. That would be like I think if I if I knew that I could guarantee that on someone within a week, I'd be a much happier individual. Yeah. Like, or, oh, okay, I'll get my revenge. I could. And you manuf- wouldn't know it was me. I could manufacture a superpower out of this. Hmm. want you could curse somebody to be buffeted by strong wind. Right. So that's not a good thing for them. Like, oh, it's it's a lovely day, but I'm cold now. The wind, oh, oh no, the fight against this is very difficult. Bag. Oh, I should have bought a thicker coat. Meanwhile, you have built yourself a kite suit. <laughs> so you curse anybody next to you going in the same way. <laughs> and then jump. And just fly to your destination. <laughs> it's like you mainly work in metropolitan areas and festivals. Yeah, Anywhere so where there's people around. You know, like Spider-Man can't fly... Yeah, he needs buildings. But goes at the same altitude as some people that do fly in the in yes. comic books yeah. by, like, firing out webs to catch mm-hmm. buildings. You're yeah. doing that, but, like, oh, I want to turn right, curse you, and that puts me going this way. So you're just like, cursing people at random. Well, you're, random you're, like, to fly. you're cursing a lot of people on top of buildings, I imagine. Yeah. Like, or maintenance street, workers, like, window washers would get really fucked when you <laughs> need to fight crime. Like a, like a couple behind you, and then... Like a small dog so to give you a little bit of uplift. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, can you, so let's say you can curse a dog. Yeah, I, I, I would argue you can curse anything that isn't a live, living that isn't a plant. You know, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, okay, fair. You probably curse a plant. I'd like. Does it have to know right from wrong? Probably not. It doesn't need a soul. I think you it. Be, I think it needs to be able to understand commands. Okay, you can curse anything intelligent. Yeah, we'll say. Um, in this way, so you could probably just have like a little dog in your handbag, or like a like a like a baby Bjorn, like a baby carrier. <laughs> just hold um, it underneath you, and then fly. Uh, yeah, like just you know, just for 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 sake of for sake of the RSPCA, just have your own child on your back. <laughs> yeah, just strap it in one of those papooses. Yeah, and then you turn around, and you and and then and, and then you'll be like. May the gods of wind and rain take mercy on you, wretched youth. Whee! <laughs> that kid is not growing up okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's very windy, but it doesn't know any different. It just thinks that's what it is. No, but every day your father looks at you in the dead in the eye and screams a curse of the wind and rain into your in, into your head. Yeah, do these do these curses have to be delivered by voice, or, or is it like is it like a bewitched? You just do the. It no, you can't just do. You can't just do like a nose wiggle. Mm-hmm. No, you have to proper. Like, my, no, my nose makes that noise when I move it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Proper. Hubble bubble toil and trouble. Yeah. Um, so that that kid is not going to be okay. Heifer zephyr, windy zephyr. That's Heifer, the one. Weffer, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you know what? We'll workshop it. <laughs> we we'll sort that out once yeah. we acquire the child. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I'm just going to grab one from this nearby building. Yeah. Hang on a second, I'm just going to put my kite in the seat and, uh... You vile creature. Whee! <laughs> Isn't this great? Oh, this is great, you'd love this. I, I, actually, quick question, Chris. Mm-hmm. Could you cut out the middle man and curse yourself? <laughs> well, fuck me. Whee! 
I wonder if there's some kind of threshold you want to go past. Like, you often hear of thrice cursed. Mm. Like, the amount of cursing going on seems to be an issue. Yeah, like, is it going to stack? Like, if you get to 2,000 curses, yeah, is that an achievement, or is that just when your blood becomes wind? Well, if we're running D&D rules, you can only get um, bonuses or penalties from one type. They don't stack from within the same type. That's true. So we'd have to we'd have to assume that each curse replaces the last one, presuming it's from the same source. That's fine then. So it's fine, yeah, yeah. So so either do you or your kid. Yes. Um, but for you ethical prob- reasons, <laughs> you probably you probably couldn't steer, so you'd have to do it to the kid and use it like a sort of um, fleshy oh, you, uh, magic jetpack. You'd have them out on like a two foot rudder. Ah, uh, that sounds uh, safe. With a with a stick that you can like right, like like, yeah. like a power boat. You know what? You probably want to build this into a sort of gyrocopter rather than a kite suit, and just yeah. have just just have quite a lot of infants in the uh, in the aft. It looks it looks like a bladeless helicopter, <laughs> but the entire tail has been removed, and it's just a line of children duct taped to a broom. Different ages, <laughs> like the biggest boy there's, at the back. This one, this one. I'd put the biggest boy in the middle for um for steering. He's oh, I was I was thinking right at the back was power. Oh, the bigger the boy, the bigger the wind. Yeah, obviously. How does that work? Is there more of him to curse? Mass times wind equals speed. Did you not Sorry, know this, Grant? Do we want a very fat child to curse? Oh, the biggest boy you can you can get on that bro. Just a really because if we can do dogs, then we've got things. We could, we could have a cow, but then you couldn't lift it. Oh, that's that's mm. the thing, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want a big hollow child? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what you really want. Technically, you want birds. Why, Chris? You're the hero this city needs. <laughs> The way your superhero name is Chris. <laughs> Send out the Chris signal. <laughs> Looks like a packet of Rothmans and a pint. That's weird. Okay, well. Oh, he's, he's here. And I, believe <laughs> I was always this, here. I believe someone offered me a packet of Rothmans and a pint. <laughs> we need the city saved. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, here they are. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll smoke off of these and then I'll be on my way. Uh, can you ask me a question, Chris? I can. Sorry, oh, I'll use your non-secret secret identity, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Sam asks, what's the optimal age for tabletop role-playing? Hmm. So, I, you, you've got the problem here. Too young. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like sex, really. Too young and you're shit at it. <laughs> and you don't Too understand old, what's going on. You don't understand what's going on. Too old, you don't really have time and you're tired all the time. <laughs> So I guess and you've so got other obligations point, you've really got to get down first. Yeah, I guess at that point, twenty three, that would be my <laughs> yeah, like that would be my yeah, sweet le- spot. Legitimately, from, from uh, not not a bumbling child anymore, um, but you know, free and easy. I think I think like part of this is like what's a good age to start role playing? Yeah, um, and that would presuppose a knowledge of the development of a human being that I just don't have. Well, we can guess. All right, seven. I wish I started earlier. Yeah, I, I started when I, st- I basically started when I met you properly, when when we were in university, and mm. I just like I've I, I'm a humble man, but I've done such incredible things in the last ten years, and just think what I could have done if I had a five year head start. Very true. Whereas I started with when I was nine, mm. which is honestly not a good age to get into advanced Dungeons and Dragons. No, you were running at the time, weren't you? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's the issue. I think if you have like an uncle who can lead you in gentle. Yes, yes, but when you're very much finding your dindy manuals in the woods and trying to understand what's in them, um, <laughs> having a wank over an elf, you saw. <laughs> then it's a lot more difficult. Yeah, for sure. And there's no one to sort of say, "Oh, actually, you're doing it wrong." But also, in my day, in my day, back in my day, i.e., when I started playing, mm-hmm. there really weren't any games that were kid friendly. No. There were games. Mm-hmm. That's it. it, was, there, it was, there was no divider. There was like, I'm going to say, about 20 accessible games when you started. Mm. There was no one-page RPGs. There was no No Thank no. You Evil, no Flying Temple of Du. Mm. I don't oh. know how you pronounce it. I, I like to pronounce it Du. Du. Like, like, like it's the second one. Mm. Yes, I think that there were... I think that there's... There's a huge challenge in getting into Dungeons & Dragons as a child. 
mm-hmm. and that is what everyone goes into because it's kind of the most commonly accepted accepted form of role play. Yes, exactly. Uh, or like, or inevitably, someone's homebrew. Oof. 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 But I think I think honestly, the best time is 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 university actually because you've got you've got a chance to reinvent yourself. You've got a chance to work out what it is you like. You can. You also have probably more games on offer than you'll ever have in your life. Yeah. At the average university. And, and the like, space and time to do them. Yeah, you, you, like, you, you can hire a room for free that is five minutes from your house and near to a cheap pub. Yeah, it's perfect, which is, honestly. It's a halcyon dream. It was, it, was a good, it was a good couple of years. It was a good couple of years. We, we, we did a lot of awful farts in tiny, badly ventilated rooms. <laughs> Which is what a role playing society is really like, about when you go down to it. You used to have sausage, beans, and chips out of polystyrene containers and then just guff until midnight <laughs> we were kicked out. And I presumably someone discussed an elf. <laughs> that was basically it, yeah. That was, yeah, that was largely the whole thing. And honestly, it was wonderful. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I, that was good. No, I, I had a lovely time. And I think, like, also, also like, I did some. We we did some good role playing. There's some role playing that was fun. There's some role playing that was emotionally satisfying, and you know a fair amount of shite as well. Dragon yeah. mech, but oh fuck, my legs cramped. Oh my legs cramped. Oh hang on. Okay. Oh. Age. I think that university is the best, and I think that means you've got enough. Of, you got you are smart enough to understand what's going on in a role playing book, and you have a broad variety of people, many of them older than you, who've played for a while before and can teach you how it's done. And you can sort of absorb things, but you've also got opportunities to try LARP and board games and all sorts of things, which you'd have to sort of really look fairly hard to outside of that, outside of just the concentration of raw nerd that university produces. Yeah, like when you're very young, you don't have access to a lot of people That's, of various yes. different yes. persuasions and tastes in gaming, let alone generally. Like, I mean, I had maybe five people. And it's you have to play the game that you've got rather than the game that you want. Yeah, whereas at university you can go, is anybody playing a game where we can be sexy vampires? And mm. somebody will go, oh, I am. I'm playing a game where I'm sexy vampires. Come over here and be sexy with me. Oh, I've been playing it all my life. Oh, okay. Uh, this question's going nowhere. It isn't. Give me another one. Well, Bill Cohen asks, how would you go about running a holiday-themed campaign in the style of Batman the Long Halloween? I just Before we, before we um, get into this, mm-hmm. I'd like to say my, 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 my Bill Cohen koala is, is sitting proudly on my new shrine I've built in my, in my office. I can also see mine. He's uh, grinning at me from a boxed copy of RuneQuest, which is a really good location. It's just, it's, it's just want to check in. I think, I, I think we should... We, I think we need to come up with some sort of cool nickname for Bill. Bill Koala Man Cohen. The Koala Chap. Mm. Well, we'll bookshop it. Anyway, yeah, we'll what, definitely what's this, what's this Batman it. thing? So, Batman The Long Halloween is mm-hmm. essentially a, a series of comics where lots of, lots of killings and bad stuff happens on public holidays. Oh, no. So, Halloween, Christmas, Labor Day, uh, Bank Holiday Tuesdays, you know, <laughs> just real special stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Batman has to, has to sleuth it out. Oh, was it the Joker? No, it wasn't. The Joker actually tries to catch them, but... At one point, because he goes, "Well, this is ridiculous. I'm the homicide on my neck around here." Oh, okay, cool. Which I quite like as a character yeah. thing. Um, yeah, well, you, you quite like the Joker, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I quite appreciate him. Yeah, he, and he, he understands your pain. <laughs> that's why. That's why I wear these clothes. Um, <laughs> Gamers rise up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what you've got is you've mm-hmm. got essentially a killer doing mm. holiday-themed crimes right, over the course yeah. of a year. Mm. So how would you go about running a campaign like that? Will the Douglas. Okay. I'll, tell, I'll tell you for why. Tell me for why. Uh, because if you don't set it in the real world, you don't have Christmas, and you don't have Halloween, and you don't have all these cool... You don't have all the holidays we know and love. You have Wintermas and <laughs> Spooks Night. Between a ween. Turkey Day. <laughs> you know? The Pilgrim Massacre. Yeah. 
uh, well, that sounds kind of cool. Point is, you have the time if you we gave it, those people smallpox. If you sent it, if you sent it, if you sent it, if you set it in a fantasy universe, then it doesn't have the resonance. So it needs to be the holiday killings. Yeah, I would have it as a police-themed hunter cell in World of Darkness. Oh, that could um, actually work. Or maybe like one of you is a cop and the other ones are documentary filmmakers of some kind. And so you're investigating. I kind of like the idea that you're all just police. Uh, you've got, like, I guess the the problem there is doing things by the book because no one knows all the rules by the book unless they're actually a police officer. Oh, but it doesn't matter because, like, first off, you're a special unit. Yeah, that's fair. And like, they're not just going to get, like, uh, we need four beat cops. There's been, a, there's been a rash of serial killings that will probably span a year. Just anybody walk in that way, could you solve it? You got off that bicycle. <laughs> just put down the hot dog, Monty. It's time to solve crime. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but no, you'd be a special unit. You'd be like, <laughs> I'm terribly sorry to to inform you, but your uh, your husband's been killed. It appears there was some sort of. Does anyone have a hot dog? Monty, Monty, go on. Wait until we're in the house. I'm clamoring for the mustard. I'm just gaga for relish. Oof. Is there any things you could put on a hot dog? Yeah. Mm. I forgot what I was saying now. Oh, All I've got in my head is gaga for relish. Like it's a political it. stance by yeah, Lady yeah, Gaga. Yeah. Um, you've got you've got a police squad, a police unit, and mm-hmm. associated Sherlock's hangers on that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and Probably maybe someone and like oh actually oh if it was if it was a high profile serial investigation you wouldn't have a documentary team following them that would be problematic no but you would have consultants you could have consultants and maybe like, you've got a weirdo consultant who films things yeah like a psychologist with a yeah. voyeur problem yeah, yeah and so you've got that and then it turns out probably it was vampires or whatever you know I actually don't care what it was no it literally doesn't matter yeah you know what it's the third thing they guess. <laughs> It's always been your way. It's the third thing you guess. Yeah. It's your best idea. But I kind of like that sort of campaign as as a way of framing a game. Mm. Where you've got enforced downtime. Mm-hmm. Like, between... In the middle of July, as far as I can remember, there are no real holidays. Mm. Like maybe a bank holiday, but that is probably going a bit far for a. I don't, I'd imagine they'd just do like and like unless you've got copycat killers who got more and more like niche until you had someone killing people on Penguin Awareness Day in the manner of a penguin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's Bank Holiday Monday time for some Grand Theft Auto. He's been he's had his head slammed in a heavy iron door over and over, and then it was locked because it's Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> It appears the victim was killed with a statuette of St. Swithin's. This man is just pancakes. <laughs> All of his organs. Everything but the skin is pancakes and the crap. Taken out and replaced with pancakes. <laughs> hmm. My God, it looks, like it looks like he's been stomped to death by a giant rabbit. And there's all these chocolate eggs everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one you could crucify <laughs> Yeah. And then put one right. in the cave. That's the real <laughs> meaning of the holiday, the big no, rabbit. That's true. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the big rabbit and also part of a lamb that you eat. It's Christmas, he's been crushed to death by Coca-Cola trucks. This man's been forced to eat eight pumpkins. Whole. <laughs> Still on the vine. <laughs> I don't know what they grow on, I don't know. So, looks, looks like someone put on a pair of padded gloves and punched this man to death. And so soon after Christmas... How do I, how would a New Year's Day killing would go? Um, you would uh, you cut off their ears and staple New Year's on their ears, and then they bleed to death. Oh, that's good. Thank you. New, yeah, happy New Happy New Ears. That's that's the best of a bad situation, honestly. What? Like it's that th- that holiday does not scream out for a themed killing. No, not really. I, well, like, you could have things like uh, you could have a uh, like 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 the big glass ball in Times Square could drop and crush someone. Oh, that's good. Uh, you've got like uh, someone's someone's tied underneath where the fireworks are, right? And so the fireworks go off, and then they wake up and they're screaming, but no one can hear because all the fireworks are exploding. They're being burned. Ah, no, my face! 
And Sonic um, ignores the warnings and returns to a lit firework and saves them in time. Three years on, they return to the scene of the firework. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning? Yep, that's uh, an easy one. Someone not forgetting old acquaintances. Sorry, old acquaintances. Why is it old? Because it's, uh, it's, it's Scots. Oh, is that just the Scots word for old? Yeah, it, it just it just how you spell old. Okay. Old. I think that's all the jokes I can get out about news. There's, there's not that many, honestly. I think that's all of them. Eggnog. Just someone's forced to drink eggnog and vomits out a fucking lung. Yeah, just just like one, maybe two sips. <laughs> Goes rancid. Um, I much prefer our holiday-themed killings. Now, I, I guess that probably happened in, in, in the Batman story. I assume it was exactly like um, that. But so, it's yeah. nice because then you've got these like, oh, we've got Boxing Day coming up. Yeah. We need to get, you know, something might happen. And I, I'd like, to, I'd like there to be an enormous, an enormous um, conspiracy map of like, here are the holidays coming up, and here are the crimes. Can we tie these together in any way? <laughs> Trying to now, work out which were this, actually related and which were just. This man was murders. stomped to death by reindeer, but it happened on December the twenty third. So are these two connected? You got a lot of red string <laughs> slamming the table. Well, I need results. And there's like there's like a suspect. Get the hot dog guy in here. There's a suspect list, and like Santa's crossed out. <laughs> and then he's written on again, five down, and a question mark. <laughs> yeah. Requestion. <laughs> You'll get nothing out of me. Spill the beans, Mister Claus. Spill the beans, Chris Kringle. We know you're dirty. Where are you getting the money for those presents, huh? One night, all the mm. world's children. Hmm. How do you know whether they've been naughty or nice? Have you seen the restrictions on, on retain, retaining people's personal data? Did you get them to agree to any sort of contract? Wait, camera four, enhance, right there, the tooth fairy. What are you doing here? You don't have a day. <laughs> Looks like we've got ourselves a rogue agent. Interesting. And there's like there's like a four to five episode arc where they find the tooth fairy. He's very small, only lives in people's mouths. They find the tooth fairy and eventually convince her to work on their side, even though she wants none of it. No, I'll tell you nothing. I'll tell you nothing, you bastard. Wait, hang on. All of these crimes fit. If we use the Chinese calendar. <laughs> oh no. That's why all the crimes have been happening to dogs, foxes and bears. That's why that ox robbed that bank. <laughs> this explains everything. The criminal is a dragon. I should have known. I've got a question for you, Chris. Please ask. Belle asks, but technically not my goblin daughter asks. Hypothetically, if you did a check to suck dick in Dungeons and Dragons and you're all the natural one, would you take damage or deal damage or both? That is a hell of a question. I'm going to give the boring, accurate answer first. Nothing, okay. you just fail to suck dick. There are no rules for critical failures in D&D anymore. Yeah, and it's rubbish. Like... Yeah. Now the fun answer. Right. Both. D3 bludgeoning. Because I want... Oh, I, I very much want to know how you take damage in that situation. Uh, sort of go in your eye. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Just, just like, oh, oh come on. Ow! Like, you Back know, off! Do you remember... Well, I, think we were, I think we were recording a Hearty Dice Nights and I, I, I pretended to deep throat a cock yes. at the start and like it actually really hurt my throat for hours afterwards. Mm. I've never actually had one down there. I assume it's slightly easier to get that down there than most of my hand. Yes. But that could that hurt. So that's a thing. That's very you true. You have a sore throat from dicking. I just... That's the sort of thing you want to take ten on, isn't it? Well, I mean, it depends if it's part of a ruse. <laughs> Is it part of a gambit? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, like, like you're you're sneaking into you're sneaking into in, into the evil into the evil vizier's base, mm -hmm. uh, and a guard walks past, and you're just pretending to be civilians, and you grab each other and pull each other away, and you're like, "Quick, suck my cock." <laughs> Has that and, ever worked? And the guard walks down, and he's like, "Oh, just a couple of young guys sucking each other off." <laughs> All right. Moving along. Nothing to see here <laughs> in the Bank of England. <laughs> after, after closing time, inside the vault. Oh, 
If that ox hadn't been around earlier, this would be the weirdest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> Pity he really left that big hole on the wall. I, yeah, I, I think, actually, come to think of it, is it, are you going to attract or dispel attention by going down on someone in, a, in, like, in that situation, or should you just go for the old-fashioned smooch? I think you should probably go for the smooch. Mm. Um, put it this way, okay. Put it this way: If I'm walking down the street and I see someone like really going to town on someone's dingus, mm-hmm. then I think I'd be more inclined to be. Like, I'm going to find a different street. I think that's I'm fair. Gonna, yeah. But what we're looking I'm at, not, here, I'm not in the Bank of England. No, we're, we're looking at guards, and traditionally, mm. the guard that in, that's in that situation, like the hat barely fits on his head, mm. bright red face, mm-hmm. sweaty, mm-hmm. little arms, <laughs> big belly. And he very much just go. He make that noise. Now, okay, I think if if we're rolling a natural one, it's in my game. I don't want to. Ha- I, I, I don't want a guard to be like oh, I'm very sexy. I want to go and get, get myself involved in this. I'd rather. Oh, no, I'm not saying be, involved, but just like you know, perved. Yeah. I don't. I don't want a pervy guard. What I want is for the guard to actually the guy you're sucking off is his husband, and he's furious. <laughs> Nathan. Promise me you'd stop doing this. Getting some rough trade dungeons. But every Monday, like clockwork. <laughs> Why? Actually, and actually, this is his kink. Yeah. Um, is is falsely accusing his husband of being sucked <laughs> off in a dungeon. No, it's falsely accusing people uh, of being his husband. Oh, I see. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, of course. This This... This old chestnut, this again, we're not married, we've never met. You'll hear from my lawyer. Jesus. Jesus, what, 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 what would your mother think? She was so supportive of us, and now... Until her funeral. Um, so yeah, if you, if, if you roll a one, it turns out someone who has a complex relationship to the dick-sucking uh, sees. <laughs> but you neither take nor deal damage. Yeah, I don't Remember, think damage should be involved in that in a game. Actually, come to think of it, how much is it? And this is maybe getting a bit ribald. I know, I know our listeners aren't into this, but how much damage is it in D&D terms if someone bites your cock off? Well, I mean, that's a lot. Like, that's bleeding. That's a, that's a, that's a solid D10. Yeah, that's not I feel. okay, you know? That's not, that's not, yeah, that's, that's bad that that's happened. I mean, when you think, like, being stabbed in the heart with a dagger is D4. Yes. Yes, it is. You can't really quantify um, definite injuries in D and D, can you? No, no, no. Because because uh, a cat scratching you mm-hmm. is D three damage, well, and yeah. receiving a knife to your cranium mm-hmm. is a D four. Mm. Yes, that's fair. I guess you just don't get stabbed in the cranium until you do. Yes, it's it's rather silly. But you don't get you, you you can't just like put it on a sliding scale. Like there's not that faces of pain chart from one to ten. <laughs> It doesn't exist for D&D. It's interesting that it's all potential damage, but D&D has no means of, qu- of quantifying or expressing actual damage. Because yeah. you can definitely say, listen, here's how much damage a load of battle axes might do to you, but you then can't work out that algebra to work out how many battle axes having your cock burn off is. Yeah, so let's let's look at this. Let's look BBC at th- Radio 4. Let's look at three situations. Yeah, sure, okay. And just rank them on a, on a pain scale. Mm-hmm. So the three situations are... What's our scale? Hang on, hang on, let me do okay. three situations. Okay, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Penis being forcibly removed. Oof. Like, traumatically, rather Teeth. than... Yeah, rather than, yeah. like, in a guillotine. It's not just a... Or, or, like, or like, like like one of those um, super-fast um, jigsaws. Yeah, or you've got yeah. it trapped in a car door, and the car goes off, and you're yeah, still content, standing. Content warning, by the way, for this episode. Yeah. yeah um, getting stabbed with a sword. Stabbed or slashed? Stabbed. Like, mm, okay. the sword is gone in you and out the other side. Okay, do I get to pick where? Sure. And okay. being set on fire by a dragon. Mm, that's a lot of fire. So should I just put these in order? Yeah. I think it's probably going to go um, sword, dick, fire from lowest to highest. That kind of makes sense because if you're getting just like stabbed in the foot, like it's gonna suck. But yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm like the sword I can comprehend. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the dragon is full body first degree burns. Yes, that that's is. About, or that's like you. maybe third degree burns. I don't know. I'm not really sure how the how the burns system works. Bad burns. Bad burns. What yeah. What was what was your point? So my point was 
mm-hmm. that what you're looking at there is a D10 mm-hmm. for the sword. That's a big sword. D8 in my day, mate. All right, D8 for the sword. Sure. Mm-hmm. What what for the dick loss? Like uh, a bite, a bite's a, a D3. All right, a D3 for that. D6, they've got natural weapons. I go. Yeah, and then yeah. let's call it a D12 plus a huge number for the for the mm. dragon fire. Yeah. You can't scale those. It doesn't work. It's weird. Mm. It's such a, an abstract system that you're trying to deal with. Mm. That what we need is more systems that realistically model dick bite damage. What we need, what we need is some sort of I don't know stress and fallout system, which can be tailored directly to each and every action Gee, caused. That, that would be so clever and possibly affordable if you went to rowanrickanddeckard.com forward slash store. And usefully in PDF and physical editions. That's really great. Special edition too. Mm. Signed I copies. I think, I think they it. might be out of those. I think, I think we're actually we're out of special editions. Mm. So the only special editions left is the spare one on my shelf. If you've enjoyed Hearty Dice Friends episode 95, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some money, join the Discord, and access exclusive episodes. We record one episode a month, which is Hearty Dice Nights. Uh, and that is us talking about anything other than games, which is quite good fun. Yep. And so Just avoid, we, act, actively avoiding role-playing games. As a actively avoiding role-playing games, uh, rather than um, coyly pretending to answer questions about role-playing games, <laughs> as we do in the normal episode. Um, and you can, you can give some money and come and hang out in the Discord and listen to the episodes, and it's all very nice. Uh, thank you for listening for, to this, our episode. We adore you. We have... What have you done for them this week, Chris? I've knitted you a full body suit. Mm. We're not talking like a onesie. No. We're talking Savile Row level suit. Mm. But it's it's one piece. But it's it, no, it's two pieces. Okay. But it is entirely knitted, mm. and it's very open weave. Yeah, we do not like just just because of the material. You can't wear clothes underneath it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a uh, a safety thing. Yeah, yeah, they, it will cause a fire. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cheap. you're gonna need but, to just let it all uh, hang loose down there. But yeah, we love the, you. It's the thought that counts, though, right? Yes, definitely. And Good. we've oh, 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 just finishing up a special tie. Put this on. Oh, oh this is this is made out of that stuff that's on matchboxes. <laughs> the matches go. It's such a nice pattern. I couldn't not use it. Bye. Bye.